Welcome to Medically Speaking Radio. I'm Dr. Mark Vaughn. And I'm Larry Finney. I'm a doctor. And I'm not. Let's get started. All right. We're going to talk about something that it was my idea, and I, I'm the person who always says, I don't like to talk about this. And then but, you bring it up. And then I bring it up. Yeah, what is this? It's like, you know, the... I hate to say this, but the abused person going back to their abuser. Why do you keep going back? Stockholm syndrome. It is. It's Stockholm syndrome. I'm, I'm, I'm medical in, style. I'm in, I'm entrapped by the stupid COVID. I'm so sorry. Okay, so really, honestly, I wanted to. The, here's what spurred me to want to talk about this this subject. <clears throat> My uh, I have a grandson who's starting kindergarten. Wow, they're getting that on. Yeah, yeah. So he took his little kindergarten assessment test. I mean, it's like, uh, it's not like the SATs or anything, but they, they do kind of an, an assessment Their test. Version. Yeah. And, and what they said was, well, you know, Hey, this kid, uh, you know, we can just blow right on by kindergarten and, and go to first grade with him. Seriously. Whoa. They said, yeah, we can go right into first grade if you like. And his parents wisely said, no, no. What we think is more important is not whether he learns his colors. And I mean, he's way ahead on that stuff, but he needs to be uh, learn how to uh, uh, enculturate or or assimilate okay. or socialize, right? Okay. How to get along with others, you know, because he's he hasn't spent a lot of time with like other kids. You know, they move a lot, being in, in you know a particular profession, right. and uh, but but to be able to have a routine, we go and sit with a classroom of other kids and have playtime with them and recess and all that stuff. But no, in the world of COVID. You know, they're, they're posting pictures on Facebook of his first day at class. And I'm like watching them line up, going to the pictures into the classroom. And they're, they're spaced six feet apart. And they've got their little desks six feet apart. Now, this isn't five days a week. Uh, I think three days a week, they're doing distance learning from home with mm-hmm. electronically. And then two days in the classroom. But here they are spaced out, wearing their little uh, uh, masks. Mm-hmm. Not allowed to go on the playground. Not allowed to touch playground equipment. Oh, man. Play with blocks or do any of that. So at least with other kids. And it's like, well, where's the socialization here? This is really... And, and what is this doing to kids' psyches? So my question was, what does the science say about children in COVID? Do they get it? I haven't heard too many you know, cases in children. Or I guess more importantly, are they vectors? Do they, can they spread it? Yeah. And so what does science say about that? Because if the answer is no, then what are we doing? You know, is there more harm to be being done here by separating them and not letting them be kids? So there's my question. Okay. And you, you found mm-hmm. some material. Yeah. The, yeah, I did. I, I found an article and I, I can't, I, I, I can't cite it from, from memory. Maybe I think I, I sent it to you, but I, what that one concluded was... We don't know. Uh, that that's what that bit of science said. Well, we you don't know that really was written know. over two months ago, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So two months ago it was written and said we don't know, and but we're about to find out because some schools are opening. So, you know, uh, our children are the petri dish. You know, they are the little lab rats. We're going to put them out there. We're going to find out by golly if if the nasty vid starts to spread because our little kids are running around giving it to us. Which, you know, which kind of happens in, uh, after school opens up, you know, the teachers are all getting <laughs> colds and flu yeah. and whatever, because look, little kids, 
you, you can't get them to wash their hands after they use the toilet. And they're always picking their nose and, yeah. you know, sharing hats. and bring, as bad as the adults. They bring home lice. I mean, you know, head lice and crap like that. You know, it's... So anything that's out there, they're going to bring it to you. But can they bring home the vid? Yeah. So, so the, I was, it was unsatisfied with the article that I'd found that said, well, it's inconclusive. We don't really know, but we're going to find out. Oh, that's just great. Okay, I guess we will. But then you found another article, right? A number. A little more scholarly. A little more recent too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ones that look at just the question of do children spread it, it looks like the answer is not as much as adults. But still, even with the most recent stuff, it's mostly based on looking back at when we were closing all the schools worldwide. So there's a little bit of question of if that's the reason it looks so great for children in spreading. But it really does look good. Uh, you may have seen the one from Denmark. You, you mentioned that one? that one a few shows ago. Yeah, I put a link to that too. For, yeah. Uh, and that was a, f a small-ish sample size. 54 families? Yeah. 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 And so Denmark, based on that and some other data, has put kids in school uh, without all of the precautions that you were describing. And that was months ago, right? I mean- the, or, the, They did the study, yeah. 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 And since then, they've put kids in school and what's happened? Anything Well, bad? as of the latest publication from their- Royal Society, it doesn't have any updates that show that it's been a bad decision. Hmm. Still early, though. Okay. Still early. All right. And like so much of this whole thing that's evolving, you know, those of us in at my level of science or, or even more into science, we just shake our heads at how the whole world is becoming a, uh, an analyst of scientific studies. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> because they're so eager to find out that they're they're looking and they're trying to find stuff before it's even published or peer-reviewed and and running with the results right and it's just embarrassing to us to watch it right. i know because, the answer i want and i'm going to find it out yeah, there yeah i'm going to yeah, find somebody that, supports it what, what's that called the uh confirmation bias yes confirmation yeah. bias and i i'm I'm disgusted at how much I'm guilty of it myself. I, I have to purposely try very hard not to. Oh, we all to. do it. We all do it. We want to hear good stuff. Yeah. You know, so, like, yeah, the, the articles that I went through. Chocolate for breakfast is good. <laughs> you can find that. Yeah, you can. You can probably you find what, what's this? The Dutch Brothers Campout is good. Yeah, it's good for you. Don't worry about all those calories. It actually <laughs> uh, sharpens your mind and enables you to. Briefly. Yeah, leap tall buildings with a single bound. While you bound. record the podcast, hopefully. <laughs> while, you're, while you're high on caffeine. Makes us talk faster so people will put it in the slower mode to make it normal. <laughs> Why is this a 12-hour podcast? How, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it would be. Yeah. So back to what did we find? Yes, the data really, really suggests that children aren't bad for spreading COVID-19 to adults, that they spread it to adults less than adults spread it to adults. But they still get it. They still spread it to each other and to adults. As far as children getting it, yeah, they do get it. In fact, there's over 300 cases of this MIS-C, multi-inflammatory, multi-system uh, multi inflammatory syndrome in children. Yeah. That's quite serious. And there have been childhood deaths, too. So there's, there's stuff going on. But for the most part, it affects them less than adults. Dramatically and sometimes, so. and a lot of times, not at all. Oh yeah, They're well that's true for adults, too. Which, which again, I suppose, 
that's the good news, but it's also the bad news because if the kid is not showing any symptoms, he's walking around, he's just giving it to everybody. Uh, maybe. If maybe. they're giving it, that's the question. Are they giving it? But we it? don't know. But it really looks like they're not. It really looks like they're not from the data that we have so far. You know, we keep saying we need more data and we need to see once school's actually in session, what's going on. And we have cases of little outbreaks among, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Child care centers. Yeah. But not that much. And there's always a question of, was it the adults who brought it into the center or was it the children who brought it in? Because it looks for the most part to be adults giving it to children rather than children giving it to adults, which is strange. Why would it only go one way? But it really does look to be the case. Well, and, and what does that say about kids' immune systems? I would think, I mean, in, intuitively, not being, you know, trained in this stuff, that that kids start off with an immune system that's like open to virtually everything. And it isn't until one is older that we build up the resistance Actually, to things. If, if breastfeeding occurs, it starts right there. Oh, that's where they get immunity? Yeah, they get some from their mom. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, being exposed to things. And then vaccines, which is a question some people brought up is, do children that have been vaccinated have a certain level of resistance against COVID-19 that other children don't? Because you'll see that. You'll see this carryover uh, because of similarity between different offending um, organisms that your body can kind of already have a little resistance to something it hasn't seen before because of something else you've been immunized against. So, so we haven't done for, studies to find out. So for random reasons, some people's immune systems are just tougher than others. Uh, and it's not just a generic tougher, it's against specific offenders. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, so uh, where does it, so are we, wh what can we conclude at this point? That is the science saying, no, kids probably aren't the vectors for this thing. Or are we saying, well, we're going to find out. The proponents of the evidence would be that the kids really do not that much give it to adults. Okay, so it's, it's you, would be, total you would be in favor then of saying, heck, open the schools and, I, let, them, and let them play with each well, other. Well, that's the other question. Whatever. Which schools? Up to what age? Yeah, okay. So I'm talking 10 years old and under. Sure. Really, the, it looks like the data is for putting them in school. So much so that I would say unless the the ge geography we're talking about has a high caseload right now and a lot of active spread. Put the kids in school. Oh, and, elementary and school. Put there them are there are th thousands of people. Well, I hope in my imagination, you know, parents working at home who are standing up and applauding you right now. Yes, yes, take my child, <laughs> please. Well, and, and it's not for their applause. I'm saying this is because that's what it looks like the data shows to me. Oh, really? But I mean, no, I, you know, I, I say this in jest, but, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stress involved in being a, yeah. a working at home parent who's also trying to take care of a kid and or homeschool them and juggling all yeah. of that. That just, that's... And, and it's more a problem with the younger yeah. than the ones that kind of can do it on their own, which is the ones that maybe <laughs> but we... who won't, <laughs> but who won't. So We've got this uh, 10 and under look really, really good by the numbers. By all the studies we have, they really look good. Not that there hasn't been spreads of disease in daycare centers or whatever, but it's so low. And, and the supposed transmission to adults is so low. I really want to see 10 and under. The question comes in the 10 to 12 area. And then 12 and older, they seem to be much more like adults. And it seems to be 
according to how old you are, how much you're going to be spreading it to adults. So it's that 10 to 12 that we really don't have studies that clarify how dangerous they are to adults. So roughly fifth grade and younger. Looks really good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, I want to see these kids in school. There will be some spreading. There will be some teacher who gets it, but it's going to be so, so little that they'd be just as likely to get it with whatever else they were doing unless they're totally staying at home. Well, you have a window into the world, so to speak. Your office window looks out onto an elementary school. Are they, is stuff going on over there? Is, are they holding actual school or? Not yet. No, no? No, I really hope they start soon. Uh, you didn't attend that school, did you? <clears throat> I did not. No. I, I did for one year. Okay. Yeah. So you can actually look out of your medical office window at your old elementary school. I remember playing on the playground right down. Wow. Right down from uh, where my office looks. There you go. Who knew? Who yeah. knew that one day the little kid there sitting yeah. in the sawdust picking his nose would be the doctor looking out the window picking his nose <laughs> at the playground? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that at work. <laughs> not when I make it see you anyway. I'm picking other people's orifices. So oh, I'm not ooh, no, no, those. please don't. Yeah, I, I Wash so my regret. hands thoroughly when I get home. I so, I so regret asking you that question the other day. Anyway, <laughs> we'll go into that. The the unpleasantry of... Oh, yeah. We won't get into that. You know, I, I don't know why, but, you know, random questions will pop into my head about guests that we've had in the past. And I'll go, oh, why didn't we ask... Um, Oh, who was the doc who was uh, talking about, um, you know, what it was like to be what be, be African-American in the medical field? Tom uh, Hopkins. Tom Hopkins. Well, one of the things he, he, he said was, I knew I wanted to be a doctor when I was five years old. I really regret not pushing that question and saying, well, how, how does a five-year-old know? I went, or when we had doctors. What do they even think a doctor is? Yeah. What, what or when we had Dr. Zaria this morning, I thought. You know, one question I'd like to ask a surgeon is, there's got to be a first time you take a scalpel and cut live human flesh. That very first time. It's like your first major league at bat. What is that like? Are you scared? Are you like, oh my God, I'm putting, I am putting a knife to a living human being. I'm going to slice them open and invade their bodily organs you know that's yeah. how different is it from the pig's foot that you practiced on? oh yeah. yeah you know a cadaver can't complain and, and and sure this guy's anesthetized and you know can't can't feel anything but still it's like you know please don't let me mess up yeah yeah well i guess you've done it right yeah, absolutely so so what was it what was it like cutting into some I actual live humanoid the first time and what and they bleed not unlike a cadaver i do not distinctly remember the first time i made an incision wow really i guess it didn't make that much impression after all huh i remember better the first time i was doing sutures on my own on a person oh, instead really? of a, a pig's foot yeah and, and i remember what, that it was exciting. What were you thinking at the time? What was going through your head? I want to do this. Yeah, I, I want, want to do, do this, this all the time. Suturing someone? Well, was this was this uh, was this suture necessary because of an injury or yeah, was this it post? was in the emergency department in St. Louis? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the person had had been cut or whatever injured and needed yeah. needed to be closed up. It wasn't you weren't closing a surgically made no. incision. Okay. No. You're patching up um an accident or the result of some gross stupidity. Either on their part or the uh, perpetrator's part. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow. 
Ah, uh, the emergency room. I bet that's full of stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tell me how this happened I'm again. sure I've told you one before, but I'll do it when we're not recording. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Is it too? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, that ends our show for today because I want to hear the story. <laughs> Either tell me the story on the air or. Well, I, I do remember. Oh, I'll tell you part of it. All right. The, the brain inside of the skull. Yeah. If it isn't, if it weren't for the uh, liquid environment, the cerebrospinal fluid that it's in, it would actually kind of flatten out. Like if you take out a fresh brain and put it on a, oh. on a tabletop, it, it kind of... Under okay, so somewhat like an egg yolk when you've cracked an egg and put it kind in of. a bowl, right? It yeah, flattens out yeah. and kind so, of... So there was brain matter on this guy from, you know, where the bullet went through. Mm-hmm. And it's... His own? Kind of gel-like. Yeah, it was his brain matter. Okay, yeah, all right. He, 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 yeah, he didn't survive. Uh, so he was shot by somebody later. or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> and, and when you think about the stuff we do talk about on the show... Just imagine how good this one is. Oh. <laughs> we'll save it for the uh, NSFW After Hours podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that just yeah. members only can listen yeah. put, to. Put the, put the kids to People bed. People like uh, and, Boo Boo yeah. Kitty and Lindsay Antoine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Great. Okay, we'll end this show, and you go ahead and tell me the story. Okay, and we okay. Can make so, the, okay. okay, well, that's all the time we have for now. Yeah, so we'll encourage people to send us the, the drink for us to sample. Dutch Brothers got a free one off of us, because we bought these today, but... Yeah, they weren't bad, but yeah. It's, it's, or, it's, you said I, food item. They were possibly. tasty, but I suspect there's a ton of calories in this uh, bad yeah. boy. I don't know. I, I felt like the campout was a little on the weak side compared to the mocha I usually get. Yeah, and, and here's another... I'm looking at... Yeah, see this bunch of ice in here? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. where they get you, as they say. Yeah. Well, look how much there is. I know. I thought about asking for low ice. This is where they get you, right? They're selling you a bunch of ice. Ice light. Diet ice. Uh-huh. How about no ice? Ice free. Then you get more product, more calories. The ice is what's saving us. Yeah. After a certain point, you have to stop drinking it because it's just the soft top that's mm-hmm. descended as you drink the drink. Actually, pain. I want to suck each and every individual ice cube. Okay. All right. I may just we'll do, do that, that after. All right. As I tell you the story. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. Tune in next week when once again you will hear Dr. Mark Bond say, Until next time, stay in good health. 